Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, uh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, we're going to be talking about The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. I have been a student of Earl for over two decades, and I was talking to my husband the other day, and I was just kind of feeling like not so fresh. I had a couple procedures. In the last couple of weeks, my husband had had a little operation. So we were kind of like two invalids just kind of be bopping around the house. And I was just kind of feeling a little down in the dumps because, you know, I'm a doer, as you guys know. So if I can't get up every day and like spank my monkey in a corner and do all the things like I just don't feel good. Like I just don't feel like I have purpose. And my husband was like, Katie, we need to start listening to The Strangest Secret again by Earl Nightingale. We haven't listened to it in a really long time. And I was like, okay, let's let's do this. And I have been doing it and I have been feeling like a new person. I really truly feel like I'm getting back to the Katie motherfucking Boyd that I was before COVID happened. No, I'm saying. And my desire, goal, and dream for each and every one of you out there in ambitious land is to also regain and remember and and truly go back to that place of who you were before all this brouhaha popped off. But before I start, I just want to tell you a couple quick things about all the cool shit that's happening in Ambitious Land. Ambitious Academy is open for enrollment. If you, and this is for anything I'm about to talk about, but if you want to talk to me on the phone and just kind of see what is the right way to work with Ambitious or to work with me personally, go and hop on a clarity call with me. And all you have to do is just go into the show notes and just book it right then and there. My schedule is there and it's totally complimentary. And it's a great way to just get on a call with me and talk to me personally about all the things that I offer and what is going to be the best fit for you. So number one is Ambitious Academy is open for enrollment. I am also opening my Ambitious Mentorship back up. I haven't opened mentorship for probably over a year. So I'm looking for some new women who are ready to take their lives, their spirituality, their health, their mindset, their business, their money all to the next level. And that's what mentorship is really all about. I also have some VIB days, not VIP. It's not very important person. It's a very important bitch. So I have VIB days also, which are full day immersions, just you and I. You come up to my studio in Hudson, New Hampshire. We spend the entire day together really styling your best life. And then I give you the tools and pretty much like the next steps to start living the life that you deserve. And coming January 6th, 7th, and 8th, I know this sounds like really far away, but it's truly not. And space is super limited because I want to make this this bitchapalooza really tribal. It's going to be 
the January 6th, 7th, and 8th of 2023. And we are going to have um, a way to actually pay in installments and pay up front. And once it's sold out, it's sold out. And we all move on with our most ambitious lives. So it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a freaking three-day weekend of just us rocking out and jamming out and doing all the things that Ambitious has to offer. We have a house DJ coming in. We're going to have a pajama jammy jam. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have special dinners. And it's just a beautiful way for Ambitious from all across the globe to come together and meet each other and also enrich their lives through empowerment, mindset, and education. So if this is something that you're interested in, like I said, hop on a clarity call with me and let's see if this is a good fit. Okay, let's get to the nitty gritty. And I want to talk to you first a little bit about Earl Nightingale, who he is, who he was. He's no longer here with us on this three-dimensional earth plane, but who he was and how he came up with what he calls the strangest secret, which has helped me immensely over the last two decades with who I am and where I came from and where I am now. And I know that if you really listen to the words that I'm about to say, and you really put all the things that I am going to talk about into everyday play, your life is going to be next level. And I've been feeling this pull to kind of go back to basics a lot lately. And I really want to start bringing you some really great education on all of like my favorite authors, my favorite speakers, my favorite books, and taking all of their coaching and all of their education and breaking it down for us ambitious because some of the stuff is really old. I mean, Earl Nightingale was writing this stuff, I think, like in the 50s. Napoleon Hill and Wallace Waddles, who wrote The Science of Getting Rich, and Napoleon Hill, who uh, wrote Think and Grow Rich. He also wrote Outwitting the Devil, among a lot of other uh, things that he did during his career. And Florence Scovel Shin and Stuart Wilde and all the oldies, right? that no one really talks about anymore. Neville Goddard, right? Like all these people, then you're probably like, who the fuck are you talking about? But I have been studying these humans for over two decades. And I really believe that if you desire to go to the next level, stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Stand on the shoulders of giants. Go and study how they became who they were or who they are. And it's like having the cliff notes. That's why when people work with me, I'm like, okay, you desire a life that similar to the life that I live, right? And of course, you're like, yeah. Well, then why wouldn't you hire a coach that already has done what you desire to do and then get the freaking cliff notes from them instead of trying to always reinvent the wheel? Like a coach can take you, you know, in months or even a short amount of time, even a year so quick, faster than what it would take you to go to that place. It would take you a decade or even more, right? So stand on the shoulders of giants and I'm going to be doing a lot of really cool education over the next couple months. Obviously, I'm bringing you beautiful education from all of my amazing people that I work with as well as you've been listening and all these people also educate in Ambitious Academy. I have my shaman coming on. I have my feng shui master coming on. I have my chiromancer, who's my dream interpreter, coming on in the next couple uh, months as well. So we have a lot of amazing stuff coming down the Pretty Pink Pipeline. But I also feel this kind of pull, if you will, to bring old school education back to the forefront because it's a science, guys. It is a science. If you desire to live your most abundant life, 
it's a science. It's, it's, that's, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I see so many people, you know, just go and kick tires all day. And I'm like, dude, you're not following the science, man. You know, one plus one is always going to equal two. And it's the same way with taking your life to the next level. There's certain things, if you study all of the greats, it's certain things that every one of them do every fucking day that help them be who they are and helped them become who they were, right? And leave a legacy. Because, I mean, Napoleon Hill has been dead for years and we're still talking about Think and Grow Rich, right? Uh, Wallace Waddles, I mean, this is over 100 years ago that he wrote The Science of Getting Rich. And these people are, you know, pushing up daisies and we're still talking about all of the things that they taught while they were walking this three-dimensional earth plane. So, Stop looking for the quick fix. Stop looking for the instant gratification. Stop looking for the the like the the pill. Okay, it's not going to be for you. Study the old stuff, and I promise to bring this to you every week on the Ambitious Podcast. So we're going to get into the strangest secret now. So I want to talk a little bit about Earl Nightingale, the author. So as a Depression era child, Earl Nightingale was hungry for knowledge. So this was his major thing: is he loved to learn. And he just loved to figure out like how things work and why they work the way that they work. And from the time he was a young boy, he would frequent the Long Beach, California Public Library. And he was searching for an answer to the question, how can a person starting from scratch who has no particular advantage in the world reach the goals that he feels are important to him and by doing so make a major contribution to others? So let me just break that sentence down, okay? So the question was, how can a person starting from scratch who has no particular advantage in the world, so they're not trust fund babies, they weren't born with silver spoons in their mouths, they're not um, just blessed by God with these incredible gifts and talents, right? They're just like um, a level, a level playing field. So how do these kind of like, and I'm gonna use the word mediocre, but how do these like kind of mediocre people reach the goals that he feels are important to him or her. And by doing so, make a major contribution to others because there's nothing better than achieving your life goals while helping other people, which is what Napoleon Hill calls definiteness of purpose. You know, all these people come to me and they're like, I want to travel like you. I want a lifestyle like you. I want all the material things that you have. And I'm like, yeah, that's all great. But like, how are you contributing to others? How are you showing up with purpose? How are you helping others? I was listening to something the other day and it was talking about Navy SEALs. And it was like, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was like the head of the Navy SEALs buds training in California where they literally put these poor bastards out in the middle of the water for days. It's grueling. They have no sleep. They have no food. David Goggins, um, who is one of my favorite people in the world, he wrote a book, You Can't Hurt Me. He is a Navy SEALs rain, and he's a ranger and like three other things. He's an absolute animal. And he talks a lot about the buds training and how grueling it was. But this person was asking the head of the Navy SEALs, like, how do you know, like, who is going to become a Navy SEAL? And this man says, I always know who's going to become a Navy SEAL. It's never the people with the full sleeve of tattoos with the big bulging biceps and like, you know, a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. It's always like these little scrawny skinny dudes 
who just use their mind and are always, always, always willing to help the guy next to him. And that really resonated with me so much because I was like, oh my God, all the people that I know who are very, 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 very wealthy and have really, truly rich and abundant lives, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about joy and happiness and peace and time freedom and freedom and all these different things, right? What do they all have in common? They all show up in purpose to help others in whatever way, shape, and form that they help people. So for me, you know, I help people by coaching them and mentoring them and motivating them and really giving them the tools and helping them to remember who the fuck that they are in the first place, right? Other people may be doctors trying to find, you know, a cure for cancer. Others may be amazing business people who have like an incredible product that everyone in the world should experience and have. Or it could be that you're a stay-at-home mom and your goal and purpose and your contribution is to be the best mother you can be and help raise like really amazing children who are going to be huge contributors to the future of our society. And whatever that is, it doesn't matter. No one thing is more important or more elaborate or more showy than the other. It, it all makes the world go round, right? So Earl Nightingale's desire to find an answer coupled with his natural curiosity about the world and its workings spurred him to become one of the world's foremost experts on success and what makes people successful. So that was his whole entire life's work was figuring out how people become successful. And there is a science, there is a mathematical equation, there is a special energetic vibrational frequency So Earl Nightingale's early career began when, as a member of the Marine Corps, he volunteered to work at a local radio station as an announcer. And the Marines also gave him a chance to travel, although he only got as far as Hawaii when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941. Earl managed to be one of the few survivors aboard the battleship Arizona. And it's really crazy if you go into his story. When the battleship Arizona was bombed by the Japanese in World War, in the World War II, uh, his that that ship that vessel ab- actually capsized, and it was upside down. And Earl was stuck in there for like six days, breathing, like literally treading water with no food, nowhere to go to the bathroom, like in water. And he was like breathing like the air from like six inches of airspace until the rescue people got there and drilled holes and like literally soldered him out of the top of. The, well, actually the bottom of this boat. And he was like one of the only people to survive that. And he was in the hull of that ship for days with all his dead comrades just floating in the water. And I don't want to be morose, but like this motherfucker has been through some shit. And we, even though we're living in 2022, we have to kind of adopt some of this energy because so many of us, including myself, have become very soft. And really, at the end of the day, I mean, they were the greatest generation. It was my grandmother's generation as well. But like, can you imagine the trauma, the fucking trauma of being bombed and then like watching all your friends just like take their last breaths in front of you while you're just like treading water and breathing with your head like tilted up to just breathe? 
right? And you didn't know when you were going to die. You didn't know when the air was going to run out. Like, come on, guys, right? And this probably was one of the the most epic things that ever happened in Earl Light Neil Gale's life because after that, he was like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? And And sometimes when people have nothing to lose, they have everything to gain. And that's when people also become really successful. Like, I always say, don't focus on plan B because it'll fuck up plan A. And I've talked about this on other podcasts where I talk about, you know, burning the boats. Like if there's a way off the island, you will take it. I don't care who you are. So you have to burn the boats and you have to go all in and you have to have this super non-distracted energy about everything you do in the attainment and the journey that is taking you to the success that you desire. So after five more years in service, so he didn't even peace out after he was like, went through this whole fucking situation. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to serve for five more years. And then after five more years of service, after he was, you know, went through this insane experience, right? Earl and his wife moved first to Phoenix, Arizona, and then to Chicago to build what was to be a very fruitful career in network radio. And as the host of his own daily commentary program on WGN, Earl Nightingale arranged a deal that also gave him a commission on his own advertising sales. By 1957, he was so successful, he decided to retire at the age of 35. In the meantime, Earl had bought his own insurance company and had spent many hours motivating its sales force to greater accomplishments. When he decided to go on vacation for an extended period of time, his sales manager begged him to put his inspirational words on record. The result later became the recording entitled The Strangest Secret the first spoken word message to win a gold record by selling over a million copies. Can you freaking imagine? Like, how cool is that? And in The Strangest Secret, Earl had found an answer to the question that had inspired him as a youth and in turn found a way to leave a lasting legacy for others. About this time, Earl met a successful businessman by the name of Lloyd Conant, and together they began an electronic publishing company, which eventually grew to become a multi-million dollar giant in the self-improvement field. They also developed a syndicated five-minute daily radio program, Our Changing World, which became the longest-running, most widely syndicated show in radio. When Earl Nightingale died on March 28, 1989, Paul Harvey broke the news to the country on his radio program with the words, the sonorous voice of the nightingale was stilled. In the word of his good friend and commercial announcer, Steve King, Earl Nightingale never let a day go by that he didn't learn something new and in turn pass it on to others. It was his consuming passion. Let me say that again. It was his consuming passion. How many of you bitches out there are so fucking consumed by your passion. You literally wake up in the morning and your punani is tingling because you cannot wait to get out of fucking bed and do the work that you were placed on this earth to do. Be honest. Do you wake up in the morning with this like, like over exuberant energy where you just cannot wait to go to work? And you have so much passion and so much fire and so much get up and go to get out there and do the work that like it just consumes you. Like how many of you can say that? I actually do. And that's why for the last 20 plus years, I've just been getting up and fucking making the donuts every damn day. 
you know, people always say to me like, dude, don't you ever get tired of doing this? It's like, yeah, I definitely have days where I am fucking exhausted, where I'm like, oh my God, I need a break. But because I've been in this game for so long, I know when to push and I know when to step back. And a lot of people don't know that yet. And that, and that's a learning curve, right? You have to like really say, okay, when I start feeling burnt out, when I start feeling sad, when I start feeling anxiety, it's probably because I'm doing things that aren't aligning, aligning with my true purpose and it's not helping me feel passionate and alive. And that's when you kind of, you know, go on a social media hiatus for a couple of days or take a little road trip with you, your husband and your dog and go somewhere fun and have some cocktails and eat some delicious food and turn off your phone. Or you go out into nature and you, you know, without any electronics and you just breathe and you just ground whatever that looks like to you. But how many of us can say that we have consuming passion? And here lies the problem. A lot of you guys are doing shit just for the money or you're doing shit because you don't even know why you're doing shit. And we're gonna talk a lot about this in a little bit. But how many people wake up in the morning and they're like, I don't even know why I'm waking up today. I don't even know why I'm going to work. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. And that is the problem with this earth. 98% of the human population, like it says in Outwitting the Devil, are drifters. The people that have no rhyme or reason or wherewithal with the world and they don't even know what they're doing and why they're doing it, but they're just like, well, everyone else is doing it, so I might as well do it. And that is the fucking problem. So let's get into the nitty gritty of The Strangest Secret. Um, I have The Strangest Secret kind of, I didn't have the whole entire thing. I'm not going to read you the whole entire thing because I actually want you to listen to it. And I will put the link um, so that you can actually listen to The Strangest Secret in the show notes. So if you want to actually listen to what I listen to every day, just scroll down into the show notes and get the link to this YouTube. And like you can just you can just listen to it every day. And I'm actually going to challenge you to do so at the end of this podcast. So I'll put it in the show notes just so you guys know. But this is kind of like a little bit of like a you know, like a cliff notes about the strangest secret. And I'm just going to pontificate on and make little comments on different things that I thought were really poignant and important in the strangest secret. So let's talk about it. So this amazing message was first played for a group of salespeople at Earl Nightingale's insurance company. They were utterly electrified. Word of it spread like wildfire and everyone who heard it was positively ignited into action requests for a recording of the message came pouring in thousands and thousands of requests per week within no time more than 200,000 people had called written or just walked into Earl's office to request a copy and as years went by that number soared above a million so listen guys this was before social media this is before the internet y'all come on anything is possible if I'm just like if you're really listening to what I'm saying right now like if you are doing something with passion and gusto and with purpose, it can't help but go viral. I mean, some of you motherfuckers do like three reels and you're like, I didn't go viral, so I'm just going to give up. Pussies. You're being a big old juicy pussy. You know how, dude, I've been doing this for over 20 years and I'm still not where I desire to be. Come on, guys. So take this inspiration from what I just said, all these people just requesting because you want to know what? He showed up. He did this recording and it came from infinite intelligence. It came from infinite intelligence and came from a place of God. It came from a place of the divine because he was channeling this message and it wasn't him that was doing it. It was God using him as a vessel. Okay. 
So by 1956, Earl Nightingale had already soared to successful heights as a network radio announcer, the voice of the Sky King, and he was the host of his own daily show and television show. Expanding his horizon, he bought a small life insurance company, ensuring its success by encouraging, inspiring, motivation, and giving these incredible talks to his sales staff. Then, because he was going to be away, Earl wrote and recorded on a a record, a record, y'all, an essay which would be played during his absence. He called it The Strangest Secret. The response to the messages had such an impact on the staff that requests for copies to be shared with friends and families grew. And so Columbia Records stepped in and filled these requests. And within a short period of time, like I said before, the sales soared to over a million copies earning a gold record. And it was the first spoken word record to ever, ever, ever receive gold. So like that in itself is an incredible feat and an incredible goal that he hit. And he probably didn't even know that that was a goal, right? Because this is the thing too. You guys are so fucked up about like, and then I have to do this, and then I have to take this puzzle piece and put it there, and then I have to do this, and I have to move this person on my chessboard and that person on my chessboard. Instead of just trusting the universe and trusting God that if I show up every day with passion and purpose, and I give so much value and so much service more than the money that I'm actually receiving for this value and for this surface service. You cannot be poor. It's a universal law. It's a science, guys. But so many of you guys are asking for the money up front and then, okay, give me this and I will give you the service. Give me that and I will give you the value. No, you give value and service first, so much so that Like I do this all the time. I do so much free stuff for my community. Like it's in fucking sane, the hundreds and probably thousands of hours that I've given shit away for free. But my goal and my desire is I want to give so much that people say, damn, that bitch just gave me so much. What is it actually going to be like? What is the experience going to be like when I actually give this bitch money? That's what, that's what my goal is. So today, more than 50 years later, the strangest secret remains one of the most powerful and influential messages ever recorded, and it continues to transform the lives of everyone who hears it and heeds it. Prescription for success is listen or read twice a month for the next 10 years and then one month forever. And I did that, and I have done that for many, many, many years. And I just feel like I kind of got out of it in the last like year or so. I was kind of into other stuff, but I always come back to The Strangest Secret. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of The Strangest Secret, and then we're going to chit-chat about it. How's that sound? So this is how it starts off. Do you know what will happen to 100 individuals who start even at the age of 25 and who believe they will be successful? By the age of 65, only five out of the 100 will make the grade. Did you hear that, guys? Five out of the 100 people will be successful. And why do so many fail? What happened to the sparkle that was once there when they were 25? What became of their dreams, their hopes, their plans? And why is there such a large disparity between what these people intended to do and what they actually accomplished? And that is the strangest secret. So think about all of your friends, like all the people that you went to kindergarten with and grammar school or elementary school and then middle school and then high school and then college. And then maybe you went on to a master's degree or a doctorate degree and think of who you were at 25 and all the people that were surrounding you. 
how many of them, and be fucking honest with yourself, are super duper 1% successful? Right? How many? Not many. And this is why. Some years ago, the late Nobel Prize winning Dr. Albert Schweitzer was asked by a reporter, doctor, what's wrong with men today? And we can also say, what's wrong with women today? And the great doctor was silent a moment. And then he said, men simply don't think. And because this is a female-centered podcast, women simply don't think. Women simply don't think. It's about this that I want to talk with you, Earl says. We live today in a golden age. This is an era that humanity has looked forward to, dreamt of, and worked toward for thousands of years. We live in the richest era that has ever existed on the face of the earth a land of abundant opportunity for everyone. And I don't care what you think about what's going on in the world today, guys. It doesn't matter. We're not even close to where we were even a hundred years ago. We are killing it. We are living our best life. Like this is a dream. This is paradise. But y'all have chosen to look at the other side of the narrative that talks about all the bad, right? This is also a problem. However, if you take 100 individuals who start even at the age of 25, do you have any idea what will happen to those men and women by the time they're 65? These 100 people believe they're going to be successful. They're eager toward life. There is a certain sparkle in their eye and an erectus to their carriage, and life seems like a pretty interesting adventure to them. But by the time that they're 65, only one will be rich, four will be financially independent, Five will still be working and 54 will be broke. And a lot of people will be dead. Let's be honest. And depending on others for life's necessities. So the 54 that are broke are depending on others for life's necessities, whether it's other people or the government, etc. Only five out of 100 make the grade. And why do so many fail? What has happened to the sparkle that was once there when they were 25? What has become of the dreams and the hopes and the plans and the aspirations? And why is there such a large disparity between what these people intended to do and what they actually accomplished? So this is the biggest question. This is the biggest question. So let's talk about what Earl Nightingale actually defines or the definition of success. So first, we have to define success. And here is the best definition I've ever been able to find. So you guys, listen to what I'm about to say right now, because this is it. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So that being said, people who are the number one or the five, the five out of the hundred people say, I'm going to become this or that, and they work towards that goal no matter what it is. A success is a school teacher who's teaching because that's what he or she wants to do. A success is the entrepreneur who starts his own company because that is his dream. That's what he desired to do. A success is the salesperson who wants to become the best salesperson in his or her company and sets forth on the pursuit of that goal. A success is anyone who is realizing a worthy predetermined ideal because that's what he or she decided to do deliberately. But only one 
out of 20 people does that. And the rest are quote unquote failures. And he talks about the distinguished psychiatrist Rollo May wrote a wonderful book called Man's Search for Himself. And in this book, he says, the opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice. It is conformity. And there you have it. The reason for so many failures, conformity, people acting like everyone else and and without knowing why or where they're going. Let me say that again. People acting like everyone else without knowing why or where they are going. We learn to read by the time we're seven. We learn to make a living by the time that we're 30. And often by that time, we're not only making a living, we're supporting a family. And yet, by the time that we're 65, we haven't learned how to become financially independent in the richest land that has ever been known. And why? Because we conform. Most of us are acting like the wrong percentage group, the 95% who don't succeed. And and let me pontificate about on this a little bit too. We have to also succeed in an energy of creation over competition. And what do I mean by that? Every day when I wake up, I say to myself, okay, Katie, what can you create today that's going to help wake someone up? What can you create today that's going to help serve a purpose in someone's life or is going to help them, you know, solve a problem in their life that is really, really, really just keeping them small and holding them back from being their most ambitious selves. And every time that I get into the three-dimensional competitive space, I feel myself getting anxiety. I feel like I'm not doing enough, that I'm not enough, that I'm unworthy. I have um, imposter syndrome. Um, I feel like no one is watching my, you know, my, no one's listening to my podcast. No one's watching my social media. No one's doing this. No one's doing that. And then I get into the speedy competition energy. And any time that you try to create the life that you desire in a competitive space, it never is going to be as sweet as creating a life in the creative space. So let's talk about goals. Have you ever wondered why so many people work so hard and honestly without ever achieving anything in particular and why others don't seem to work hard yet they seem to get everything? They seem to have the magic touch. You've heard people say, everything he touches turns to gold. Have you ever noticed that a person who becomes successful tends to continue to become more successful? And on the other hand, have you ever noticed how someone who's a failure tends to continue to fail? The difference is goals. And people with goals succeed because they know where they are going. They know where they are going. And it's really, truly that simple. Failures, on the other hand, believe that their lives are shaped by circumstances, by things that happen to them or by exterior forces. So a lot of people who are failures are like, well, you know, I I was born into the ghetto and I can't get out of the ghetto or because I'm a woman, you know, I can't do this or because I'm Asian or because I'm uh, black or because I'm this, I can't do that. And none of this is true. It's the way that you've been programmed by your family of origin and society and also just the narrative that you've been around because birds of a feather flock together. And it is a vibrational frequency. People who are in a failure frequency tend to fail because they can't make the, they can't jump those timelines into those higher levels of frequency. Even though 
each and every one of us on this earth plane are equipped to jump timelines quantumly. So what is the key? The key is to have goals. This is the key. So think of a ship with the complete voyage mapped out and planned. The captain and the crew know exactly where the ship is going and how long it will take, and it has a definite goal. And 9,999 times out of 10,000 times, it will get to its destination. Now let's take another ship, just like the first, only let's not put a crew on it or a captain at the helm. Let's give it to no aiming point, no goal, and no destination. We just start the engines and we let it go. And I think you'll agree that if it gets out of the harbor at all, it will either sink or wind up on some deserted beach a derelict. It can't go any place because it has no destination and no guidance. It's the same with a human being. However, the human race is fixed not to prevent the strong from winning, but to prevent the weak from losing. Society today can be likened to a convoy in the time of war. The entire society is slowed down to protect its weakest link, just as the naval convoy has to go out at the speed that it will permit its slowest vessel to remain in formation. Haven't we all grown up in this society where everybody gets a trophy? No, not everybody gets a trophy. Not everybody wins at everything. And now we have this whole generation of humans that have no self-worth and they don't even want to try because like, what's the point? Because it's, it's just pointless. What is the point? And now you're seeing the negative effects of that energy playing out into the grand drama that is the world stage as we know it today. Right, guys? So that's why it's so easy to make a living today. It takes no particular brains or talent to make a living and to support a family. We have a plateau of so-called security. So to succeed, all we must do is decide how high above this plateau we want to aim. And throughout history, the great wise men and teachers, philosophers and prophets have disagreed with one another on many different things. It is only on this one point that they are in complete and unanimous agreement. The key to success and the key to failure is we become what we think about. Let me say that again. We become what we think about. And this is the strangest secret. Now, why do I say it's strange and why do I call it a secret? Actually, it isn't a secret at all. It was first promulgated by some of the earliest wise men and it appears again and again throughout the Bible, but very few people have learned it or understand it. That's why it's strange and that's why for some equally strange reason, it virtually remains a secret. The great Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius once said, a man's life is his thoughts make of it. A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Disraeli once said, everything comes if a man will only wait. A human being with a settled purpose must accomplish it, and nothing can resist a will that will stake even existence for its fulfillment. William James said, we need only in cold blood to act as if the thing in question were real, and it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, a man is what he thinks about all day long. And in the Bible, Mark 9.23 says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. 
it will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interests in it will be those which characterize belief. Only you must then really wish these things and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. So let me say this again, because I have a really (laughs) 2022 thing to say to y'all. Okay. We only in cold blood act as if the thing in question were real and it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life that it will become real. It will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interest in it will be of those which characterize belief. Only you must then really wish these things and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. So listen to me. If you desire to be, let's say, a, a mindset coach or a life coach or a health coach, wellness coach or a healer, whatever. If you wake up and you go, okay, I am going to turn myself into one of the best mindset coaches on the planet. I'm going to kill it on social media. I'm going to make a YouTube channel that is going to reach every part of the globe. I am going to become a high paid speaker and I'm going to travel all over the world and I'm going to speak at all these retreat centers and I'm going to uh, speak at, you know, fortune 500 business companies. I'm going to teach all these amazing things, right? Well, then do you want to become the best horseback rider also? And do you also want to become a monk? And do you also want to be the president of the United States? And do you also want to become a playboy model? Like, This is the problem. I see so many of my clients and so many of my friends and so many of my acquaintances, they say that they desire something, but then they do all these other things that create all these curves and detours and speed bumps in their lives that it takes 10 times the amount of time to get to where they desire to be if they even get there at all. This is a problem and it's one of the greatest universal laws. If you just put your blinders on and you just focused on just getting to this one goal and you went after it with all of your strength and tenacity and you didn't fucking let shit distract you, you would become the highest paid, most incredible speaker in the world, or at least one of them. So Earl Nightingale goes on to talk about his old friend, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And he said, if you think in a negative term, you will get negative results. If you think in positive terms, you will achieve positive results. George George Bernard Shaw once said, people are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they make them. I will find a way. And if I can't find a way, I will make a way. Right? Come on, guys. Like, we just give up so fucking easily. So easily. What if Earl Nightingale gave up the day that his vessel was bombed in Pearl Harbor? He wouldn't have been here to teach us all of this incredible stuff. So he goes on and he says, well, it's pretty apparent, isn't it? We become what we think about. A person who is thinking about concrete and worthwhile goals is going to reach them. 
because that's what he's thinking about. Conversely, the person who has no goal, who doesn't know where she's going, and whose thoughts must therefore be thoughts of confusion, anxiety, fear, and worry, will thereby create a life of frustration, fear, anxiety, and worry. And if he thinks about nothing, he becomes nothing. I coach a lot of women from all over the world. And they're always talking about what they don't want. And they're never talking about what they do desire. And they're always talking about their limitations, how afraid they are, about haters coming for them, about people in their town talking shit about them, or how anxious they they are when they have to do an Instagram live or get up in front of a bunch of people and speak. And it's like, dude, this is not a this is not a have to, this is a get to. Like what a privilege it is to be alive today and be able to really come from nothing and be whatever you desire if only you control your mind and the things that show up in your mind. Like it says in the Bible, as ye show, as ye sow, show, so shall ye reap. Oh my God, I have a little bit of a lisp today. I just had dental surgery last week, so I'm like working on uh, a low tank over here with my tongue and my teeth. So like it says in the Bible, as ye sow, so shall ye reap, right? This is a law of prosperity and success. The human mind is like a, much like a farmer's land. I love this analogy that Earl Nightingale uses. So the human mind is much like a farmer's land. The land gives the farmer a choice. He may plant in that land whatever he chooses. The land doesn't care what is planted. It's up to the farmer to make the decision. The mind, like the land, will return what you plant, but it doesn't care what you plant. If the farmer plants two seeds, one seed of corn and the other a nightshade seed, a deadly poison, the farmer waters it and nurtures it and takes care of the land, what will happen? Remember, the land doesn't care. It will return poison in just as wonderful abundance as it will the corn. So up come the two plants, one corn, one poison. And as it's written in the Bible, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. The human mind is far more fertile, far more incredible and mysterious than the land, but it works in the exact same way. It doesn't care what we plant, success or failure, a concrete, worthwhile goal, or confusion, misunderstanding, fear, anxiety, and so on. But what we plant, it must return to us. The problem is that our mind comes as a standard equipment at birth. It's free, and things that are given to us for nothing, we place little value on. Things that we pay money for, we value. Remember, I always say to my coaching clients, people don't pay attention to what they don't pay for. And why don't people use their mind more? If this is true, which it is, you guys can all say out there in a bitch's land, like what I'm saying is 100% true. Why don't people use their mind more? Because it's free. It just comes as like he said, standard operating equipment. The paradox is that exactly the reverse is true. Everything that's really worthwhile in our life comes to us for free. Our minds, our souls, our bodies, our hopes, our dreams, our ambitions, our intelligence, our love of family and children and friends and and our country. And all these priceless possessions are free. But the things that cost us money are actually very cheap and can be replaced at any time. A good man can even be completely wiped out and make another fortune. 
He can do that several times, even if his home burns down, he can rebuild it. But the things we got for nothing, we can never replace. Remember, familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds contempt. Our mind can do any kind of job we assign to it, but generally speaking, we use it for little jobs instead of big ones. So decide now, what is it you want? Plant your goal in your mind. It's the most important decision you'll ever make in your entire life. Like Jim Rohn once said, and I have this quote at my desk, don't major in minor things. Don't major in minor things. Do the big things, the big things that will get you closer to your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, your freedom, your abundance, whatever you desire in this earth. Don't major in minor things. Do you want to excel at your particular job? Do you want to go places in your company, in your community? Do you want to get rich? All you have to do is plant that seed in your mind, care for it, work steadily towards your goal, and it will become reality. It's not only, it not only will, there's no way it cannot. Let me say that again for all of you bitches out there. It not only will, there is no way that it cannot. You see, that's the law like the laws of Sir Isaac Newton, the laws of gravity. If you get on top of a building and jump off, you will always go down. You will never go up. And it's the same thing with all the other laws of nature. There's a great, um, I can link this in the show notes as well, the 50 universal laws. If you follow these universal laws, guys, you cannot not succeed. (laughs) They always work. They are inflexible. Think about your goal in a relaxed, positive way, picture yourself in your mind's eye as already having achieved that goal. See yourself doing the things that you will be doing when you have reached your goal. Every one of us is the sum total of our own thoughts. We are where we are because that's exactly where we really want or feel we deserve to be. Let me motherfucking say this again. Every one of us is the sum total of our own thoughts. We are where we are because that's exactly where we want or feel that we deserve to be, whether we'll admit it or not. So many of you bitches out there need to fucking admit this. You like it. It is serving a grander purpose for you playing the victim. The end. (laughs) There's really nothing else to say, even though I'm going to keep talking. Each of us must live off the fruit of our thoughts in the future because what you think about today and tomorrow, next month and next year will mold your life and determine your future. You are guided by your mind. You are guided by your mind. And so Earl tells this really cool story. He said, I remember one time I was driving through Eastern Arizona and I saw one of those giant earth moving machines roaring along the road and at what looked like 30 tons of dirt in it. Tremendous, incredible machine. And there was a little man perched way up on the top with the wheel in his hand guiding it. And as I drove along, I was struck by the similarity of that machine to the human mind. Just suppose you are sitting at the controls of such a vast source of energy. Are you going to sit back and fold your arms and let it run itself into a ditch? Or are you going to keep both hands firmly on the wheel and control and direct this power to a specific worthwhile purpose? It's up to you. You are in the driver's seat. You see the very law that gives us success is a double-edged sword. We must control our thinking. The same rule 
that can lead people to live lives of success and wealth and happiness and all the things that they've ever dreamed of, all the things that I talk about here in Ambitious, that very same law can lead them into the gutter. It's all about how they use it for good or for bad. And that is the strangest secret. Do what experts have done since the dawn of recorded history have told us to do. Pay the price by becoming the person you want to become. It's not nearly as difficult as living unsuccessfully. Let me tell you, I've been broke and I've been rich and rich is way fucking cooler. You can do way more awesome things. You can help more people, right? Like Abraham Lincoln once said, if you want to help the poor, you can't do it by being one, right? I have, so, I had, I had a client a couple of years ago who had not made one red cent with her coaching company. And she was like, I'm, when I start making money the first month, I'm going to be giving all of my proceeds to this veterans. Uh, it was a cause for veterans. And I was like, bitch, you're going to be living in a van down by the river. Your whole entire goal in life should become to become so wealthy and so abundant that you could start your own freaking, you know, helping the veterans cause. And she couldn't understand what I was trying to say. She thought I was evil. And I was like, uh, I don't understand what you don't understand. But then I realized, okay, she's going to be one of the 54 people that just fail. And that's okay. Because I did my job as her coach to help her as much as I could and steer her as much as I could and give her the tools and, and give her suggestions and support her and be a cheerleader. But after a while, it's like, okay, I have to, you know, like Uncle Polly says in The Goodfellas, I have to wash my hands of you now. And it doesn't mean I don't still love her. But after a while, you're just like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, I've done as much as I could here. So the moment you decide on a goal to work toward, you're immediately a successful person. You are then in the rare group of people who know where they are going. Out of every hundred people, you belong to the top five. Don't concern yourself too much with how you're going to achieve your goal. Leave that completely to a power greater than yourself. All you have to do is know where you're going. The answers will come to you of their own accord at the right time through infinite intelligence, like Napoleon Hill says, like Wallace Waddles talks about in The Science of Getting Rich and Think and Grow Rich. I have so many people that I coach and they worry so much about like their content and like, you know, their messaging and like, all this crap. I'm like, just show up. Just show up. Who gives a fuck? Just show up and let God like it says in the Bible, let God go in front of you and make the crooked places straight. Stop trying to be God. Yes, we are made in the image and the likeness of God, but y'all stop trying to be God. Let God do the work. God wants to work through you to experience life through your form. Let God do that. Be open to it. Stop trying to control every little sway of your butthole hair in the wind. Just show up, give value, give more service than you are paid for, and you will always be wealthy and joyful and peaceful. So start today. You have nothing to lose, but you have your whole life to win. And Earl Nightingale was talking about his friend Grove Patterson. And he said, the architect of the universe didn't build a stairway to nowhere. The architect of the universe didn't build a stair to nowhere. And that life is a great 
adventure. How many of us every day are waking up and being like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I get to wake up and live another day and have another adventure or two or three or four or five? Not many, but the people who are rich and abundant and have time freedom and financial freedom and love in their life and healthy relationships and all the things that I talk about in Ambitious the Book, they understand that life is a privilege and it's an adventure and to stop taking yourself so seriously and stop living in fear and live in love. Okay, so Earl gives you a little kind of homework, if you will, at the end of his big Strangest Secret talk. And it says the 30-day action ideas for putting the Strangest Secret to work for you. Okay, for the next 30 days, follow each of these steps every day until you have achieved your goal. Okay, you guys ready? Here we go. Number one, write on a note card what is what you want more than anything else. It may be more money. Perhaps you'd like to double your income or make a specific amount of money. It may be a beautiful home. It may be a success at your job. It may be a particular position in life. It could be finding your soulmate or the love of your life or you know a significant other. It could be a more harmonious family environment. Write down on your card specifically what you desire. Make sure it's a single goal and clearly defined. You needn't show it to anyone, but carry it with you so that you can look at it several times a day and read it. Think about it in a cheerful, relaxed, positive way each morning when you get up. And immediately you have something to work for, something to get out of bed for, something to live for. I talk about this in my book. It's called the Ambitious Abundance Affirmation. All of my girls in Ambitious Academy and all of my coaching clients from all across the globe do this every day in the morning and at night. Look at it every chance you get during the day and just before going to bed. As you look at it, remember that you must become what you think about. And since you're thinking about your goal, you realize that soon it will be yours. And in fact, it's really yours at this moment. You write it down and begin to think about it. Number two, stop thinking about what it is you fear. Each time a fearful or negative thought comes into your mind, Replace it with a mental picture of your positive and worthwhile goal. And there will come a time when you'll feel like giving up. And it's easier for a human being to think negatively than positively. That's why only 5% are successful. You must begin now to place yourself in that group. Act as though it were impossible to fail, as Dorothea Brand once said. No matter what your goal If you kept your goal before you every day, you'll wonder and marvel at this new life that you've found. Number three, your success will always be measured by the quality and quantity of the service you render. Most people will tell you that they want to make money without understanding this law. The only people who make money work in a mint. Okay, the rest of us earn money. This is what causes those who keep looking for something for nothing or a free ride to fail in life. I have so many fucking people that I've coached over the years. I will, they will remain nameless that they want to make a quick buck off of people, whether it's in network marketing, whether it's in the coaching industry, whether it's as a healer, whether it's like whatever, it doesn't matter. And I'm just like, but what are you giving for this money that you desire? You're not even showing up. Success is not the result of making money. Earning money is the result of success. Let me say that again. Success is not the result of making money. Earning money is the result of success. And success is in direct proportion to our service. 
And most people have this law backwards. It's like the man who stands in front of the stove and says to it, give me heat and then I'll add the wood. How many people do you know or do you suppose there are today who take the same attitude towards life? Probably billions, honestly, guys. If you think about how many people are on this planet right now, billions. Probably if there's 9 billion people on this planet, it's definitely over 8 billion people are like this. We've got to put the fuel in before we can expect heat. And likewise, you've got to be of service first before you can expect money. Don't concern yourself with the money. Be of service, build, work, dream, create. Do this and you'll find that there is no limit to the prosperity and abundance that will come to you. Don't start your test until you've made up your mind to stick with it. And if you should fail during your first 30 days, by that I mean suddenly find yourself overwhelmed by negative thoughts, simply start over again from that point and go 30 more days and gradually your new habit will form until you find yourself one of that wonderful minority to whom virtually nothing is impossible. Above all, don't worry. Worry brings fear and fear is crippling. The only thing that can cause you to worry during your test is trying to do it all by yourself. Know that all you have to do is hold your goal before you and everything through divine intelligence, again, will take care of itself. Take this 30-day test and repeat it. Then repeat it again and each time it will become more and more part of you until you'll wonder how you could have ever, ever have lived any other way. Live this new way and the floodgates of abundance will open and pour over you more riches than you may have ever dreamed existed. Money, yes, lots of it. But what's more important is you'll have peace. You'll be in that wonderful minority who lead calm, cheerful, successful lives. Start today. You have nothing to lose, but you have a life to win. And that is the summary of The Strangest Secret. So, I have a little bit more homework for you to kind of piggyback on what Earl just said. Let's do this together. Go ahead, if you haven't already, and join my Ambitious app. It's totally free by going to kbmfc.com or ambitiousacademy.com and signing up there. You can also go down to the show notes and the link to sign up for my app is there as well. And let's be each other's cheerleaders. Let's really have each other's backs when it comes to doing our 30-day test. I want to see your note cards. If you tag me on your Instagram, and if you don't already follow me on Instagram, it's Katie Boyd Ambitious. So it's at Katie Boyd Ambitious. You can also find that in the show notes as well. And let's like really do this work together. So tag me in your stories, tag me, you know, on your, on your Instagram feed, whatever you're doing. Like, I really want to know, feel free to email me at hello at kbmfc.com and let me know how that's going. You can also inbox me on my app and like, let's really make this a group effort because when you collectively are conscious with other humans all across the globe, it creates what we call a mistress mind. And I talk a lot about this in Ambitious the Book. And it just makes achieving your goals that much swifter and that much easier. So I'm really looking forward to what your cards say, what your goal is for the next 30 days. And I cannot wait to see the women that you are evolving into over the next month of your life. Oh, and another thing is too, speaking about doing things 
uh, totally for free and not expecting anything in return and just being of service. I created a 28-day totally free meal plan. And the meal plan is really a nutrition plan about fasting and feeding and really eating healthfully and creating meals for you and your family that are super duper easy. And I'm also going to be posting um, that in the show notes as well. And that's just my little gift from me to you to just say thank you for being so loyal and being part of this ambitious movement because honestly, ambitious would not be what it is today if it wasn't for all of you out there in ambitious land. I love each and every one of you. I hope that this helped. I'm going to be doing the 30-day challenge. I want you to do it with me as well. And I'm just so looking forward to collaborating in this effort. And I love you. And don't forget to stay ambitious. Ambitious.